This is On The Way Out. I'm Brandi Truesdale. And I'm Sarah Hester. And today we're going to talk about hospitality. We are here to empower women to boldly live lives that glorify the Lord. Welcome back. (laughs) To On The Way Out. (laughs) To On The Way Out. That's what I did last time. We need to get a little jangle. A little jingle jangle. A little jingle jangle for our episodes. Did you ever watch Riverdale? Yes. <laughs> I think where I started losing it was where they were referring to that. No, I didn't either. Okay. They were referring to that drug as jingle jangle. Oh, my I was gosh. like, what are we talking about? Listen, if it's a teen show, I've watched yeah. it. <laughs> I know. Same. Same. I can't get into the adult dramas. I just can't. Like, my dad was like. You need, you would love Yellowstone. You need to watch Yellowstone. And I'm like, if there is no like, <laughs> if it's too real or yeah. there's no com- comedic relief, like I can't, <clears throat> like That's I can't. Funny. I just started a new show, Private Practice. And I kind of like, I like that, that one. It's pretty good. But there was an episode yesterday on abortion, and it was very weird. Um, I mean, this was a uh, show made in like the early 2000s. Mm. So, I mean, people weren't as opinionated, but it was really interesting to me because the show didn't really make a stance on it one way or the other. It was like the private practice was divided on. So, like, somebody got an abortion and then, like, some of the doctors, like, one of the doctors specifically was like, she was like, a baby died today and, like, was like, and, like, everybody was comforting her. I was like, that's crazy. Yeah. That this is on I, what was television. It? Friday Night Lights. They dealt with a teen who got an abortion. Yeah. And, like, the town was, like, going crazy because the school counselor, they thought that she had counseled her to get an abortion. Um, and she was like, I never said anything. I told her what all of her options were, yeah. which is my job. Yeah. So, I was like, this would not be happening today. No. No, it would be like, she is empowered. She is strong. She is yeah. a woman. You are ruining her life if you make yeah. her carry this child. Yeah. So I thought I was like, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, they showed the dark side of it, but also super weird that, like, look how far we've come in. I know. However many years that was. Now you're just the worst person in the world if you're against abortion. Yeah. Basically. But, okay. Well. <laughs> anyway. I have a would you rather for you? Ooh. <clears throat> okay. Let me hear it. I have like two. I think this is the one. Would you rather never be stuck in traffic again mm-hmm. or never get another cold? That one's easy for Ooh, me. Never get another cold. Yeah. <laughs> we don't really live in a place that has traffic. It's not terrible. But honestly, but we live. Never get a cold. I should rephrase it. Would you rather never be stuck on a two lane road behind a car going 20 <laughs> miles under the speed limit again? <laughs> because that's what would you Would you rather be stuck behind a tractor or. Yes. Those are the things that happen here. Yeah. Not traffic. I cannot right. tell you. Not traffic jams. Like where I live to get into town, it's like at least 10 minutes of driving on a two lane road. Mm-hmm. And people going 20 miles under the speed limit, I'm like, I want to plow over your car. <laughs> That, there's nothing that makes me more angry. And it was like, you're late. You need to work on your time management. And I'm like, you wow, know. Wow, that's rude. Like, honestly, <laughs> yesterday I got here in seven minutes. Today it took me 15 because right. of that stupid car. <laughs> it's 
yeah, or those I giant to, uh, rock trucks. What do you call them from the quarry? Oh yeah. They, M- my thing is getting stuck on on Sugar Hill Road where they're doing traffic at the bridge now. I was oh, stuck yes. in traffic, no oh, joke, like twenty gosh, minutes yes. the other day, and I was like, I left at the same this time i always funny. leave Literally. to be on time so i have get so little panic attacks when i see state troopers behind me when i'm driving naturally i mean i think most people do yeah and he pulled up behind me when i was on the interstate and i like literally didn't know if i was speeding like i couldn't remember yeah what the speed limit was and but i got off on that exit and then he got off behind me but it was <gasps> a sugar hill exit and yeah. he sat behind me for like <laughs> 10 minutes and i was like I need to go. I need to go. I need to get away from this man. Like, please separate me from this state trooper. Yeah, I'm not. <clears throat> not loving it. Man. Well. Oh, that's the one. Would you rather lose all your money or valuables or whatever it's mm-hmm. on this one? Mm-hmm. Oh. I just Pinterest, would you rather? That's my <laughs> It's nothing super This one's thought-provoking. Hard. This one's hard, but it doesn't apply to Christians, I feel like. Okay. <laughs> Would you rather never, excuse me, get angry or never be envious? Never get angry? Or never be or envious? never be envious. I would rather never get angry. Because then I would always keep my cool with my kids, which is what I want to do. <laughs> I think I'd rather never be envious. That makes sense. I think I just, you could benefit from both. I think... I think being jealous of people is why I hate my life sometimes. <laughs> it's not jealous. It's bad. It's bad. It's true. I'm being honest, but like yeah. we've talked about this before. Yeah, social like, media especially. Social media especially, but they're just like when you hit this adult age mm-hmm. is when you realize like how how vast the mm-hmm. the scale is for like yeah. wealth yeah and people's things and Mm -hmm. like people that are like even in community with us have like infinitely more things than you have and it's just maddening sometimes yeah but uh i think i would never want to worry about those things yeah because anger is good sometimes yeah there is righteous anger yeah so like what if something bad happened and you needed to be angry and you just couldn't so i think i'd never be i'd want to never be envious I hate my anger. Like, I hate it with a burning passion. So that's I why mean, I, I hate, don't want to. I, I hate parts of my anger. Yeah. But there are some times that I'm like, that deserves well, anger. Even in righteous anger, <clears throat> like, sometimes I still sin because of things I say. Hmm. You just don't strike me as that person. You were just really, you. you really hold it together when you're you. out and about. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's just my thoughts. I mean, it be. wasn't until, like, this year that I saw you cry. Yeah. Yeah, you just hold it together. I just wear my heart on my sleeve. Thank you. I appreciate that. See, mm-hmm. I feel like I wear my heart on my sleeve. I you feel don't. like people know what I'm thinking all the time. Nope. That's well. nope. <laughs> <laughs> as as your one of your closest friends, no. <laughs> I still don't know what you're thinking a lot of times. But now I'm close enough to be like, what are you thinking? Yeah. <laughs> What's going on in there? What's happening in your mind? <laughs> Usually you can tell what I'm thinking. Yeah. Jake like That's hates fair. it. He's like, like I'll get mad at like at some family function. Like I'll be annoyed over something, mm-hmm. and he'll be like, "You're." Get it's very it. obvious <laughs> that you're upset right now, and you need to chill. 
That's I'm like, funny. I can't help it. <laughs> it's just, I can't. I saw the, I think you posted it, actually. It was a meme uh, talking about how, like, you want to be mysterious. And oh, yes. <laughs> it was like coming home from an event where I was not mysterious oh, at all. Like, I thought yes. I would be. <laughs> I can't remember that meme, but yeah. You know what I'm talking it's about, It's like though. trying to be mysterious and then leaving and realizing I wasn't mysterious at yes. all. Yes, yes. talks about It was like time. a Nicolas Cage. I do that, something. like, nearly every day of my life. so funny. Where you're like, you're going to be gentle and quiet. And then I get there and I'm like, ah! <laughs> Not gentle and quiet. But so funny. I think people like my outgoing spirit. Yeah. <laughs> but there are many times where I'm like, why didn't you stop talking? Oh, yeah. Like, you should have stopped talking. Mm-hmm. But, oh, well. Same. You live and you learn. You live and you learn. It doesn't right? really matter. And you grow in <laughs> self-control. Oh, my gosh. Uh, all right. Well, today, we're talking about oh, hospitality. Yes. Hospitality. Hospitality. So, when I was, like googling hospitality or like looking at i think i was looking up a book and it was like food management yeah i was like that's not what we mean i know i had a roommate in college who went to school for hospitality for hospitality no we're talking about biblical hospitality today yeah so um the greek word for hospitality means love of stranger Oh. Which I thought was really interesting. <clears throat> that is interesting. Um, and so a lot of what we see in the Bible, the Bible has a lot to say about hospitality. Yes. And I think if you travel to other countries, other countries are very good at hospitality. Yes. Um, like much better people, than us. Yeah. We were, when I was in Ethiopia, I was waiting outside of a home with a friend of mine. <clears throat> and we were like waiting for um, this friend's friend to come back and we were going to hang out. Um and this lady sat like just saw us sitting outside Mm -hmm. and she invited us into her home and she like fed us like they had this huge meal um and she fed us and was like please come in and wait in here instead of you know waiting outside and just like super hospitable so this makes me think of that there's i don't think you've ever seen the show schitt's creek yes you have i have seen it okay (laughs) Yes, you have. Yeah. There's somebody else that we know that's never seen it. Yeah. But David is like, for anyone who hasn't seen it, he's just like this absolute drama king. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, and he runs away from home and finds an Amish family. <laughs> and like, the Amish are generally known for their like hospitality and like, <laughs> like servant's heart and... They like they were so tired of him when his yeah. family finally came to get him. They were like, they were like please they were like, take him back. We prayed many days and many nights, <laughs> thinking he would never leave this place. But then, like, there's pretty tradition to invite um, families <laughs> to come eat dinner, and he was like, sometimes, but not always. <laughs> like, I just remember him sitting out in that field waiting for his family to come and find him yes. and they were like we didn't know where you were and he was like i texted alexis and she was like oh. i'm sorry i responded like one text david <laughs> we didn't know where you were <laughs> moira is my favorite i've tried so hard to do her like <laughs> voice and i can't anyway <laughs> i thought that was a pretty good impression though <laughs> <laughs> Was the baby David? <laughs> the baby. We didn't Fold know where you were. <laughs> Fold the cheese. If you haven't seen the show, you should watch the show. It's so oh. good. 
Anyway, <laughs> anyway, the Amish are usually really <laughs> But let's bring it back. So yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah, America's culture. This is yeah, what this is something different. that I read, and I told you about this, um, and that's what striked this whole conversation for me. Um, I've been feeling very convicted about being more hospitable. Mm-hmm. I have like a thing mm-hmm. with my home. It's like my what do you call it sanctuary yes it's my sanctuary mm-hmm. and i like i keep things the way i like them i have a lot of like ocd in that way my thank you mother like i just keep things the way i like them mm-hmm. and i don't often like people into my home because yeah. it messes up the dynamic there the function mm-hmm. and whatever and i've just been very convicted lately about how selfish that is mm-hmm. because i mean i that my home it's my home but it's not really like, it could be taken from me at any moment. And yeah. also, I don't pay for it. Yeah. My husband does. Right. And like... Well, and you have been given it to steward. Exactly. Yeah. To bless other people with. And and I want my kids to grow up to want to bless people in that way. Yeah. But I came across something. Um, It's the lady we talked about before. Rachel Jankovic, I think. Oh, she, Rebecca Merkel. Rebecca Merkel. Yeah. And she was saying that... In America, we think we confuse hospitality with entertainment. Mm -hmm. That we want to have people over to like show off our stuff and like have a party. That's not what hospitality is. Mm -hmm. Um, And I thought that was very interesting. And it also really made me think about what I was thinking when I was trying to invite people over. Yeah. Because I remember I always said, like, Jake, my husband always wants people to come over. Mm-hmm. He wants to, like, have his family over or his friends over all the time. And I would always say things like, I don't want to entertain people. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not really what right. we're doing. But right. anyway. Yeah. So there, uh, Ethan, when Ethan and I first got married, he was super <clears throat> about this. Yeah. And... I think there was a lot of reasons I was not about it. Yeah. Um, partly because we were just married and I had no idea well, what I was doing. And usually the wife is the one who's yeah. cooking and cleaning. and Right. Um, and so we actually did this a ton when we first got married, especially before we had kids. Um, but through doing that, like, we had so many different types of people into our home. Mm-hmm. Um, like, a lot of people who weren't believers, you know, we got to sit and just talk with them and... Um, I don't know. Just show them the love of Christ in that way, and that was really neat. Um, I think, too, when you do this, you can have people who, like, we are currently right now in a loneliness crisis as a culture. Like, people don't have genuine community. People don't uh, know even really what a home-cooked meal is Mm -hmm. or what intentional conversation over food is. Mm -hmm. You know, people like go home and sit in front of their computers or their tvs or their screens like and they eat their fast food and that's how they live their life and so like i think this is a huge opportunity to bless people by welcoming them into your home putting in the effort to like you said clean your home prepare a meal for someone else it Um, always blesses me too yeah even like when i don't want to do it i end up doing it and then i end up having a really great time yeah what's sad is that before I had children, I wanted 
to host people all the time. In college, I was always, like, inviting people over. And, like, I remember cooking for people and not even eating and just, like, wanting to serve people. Yeah. And then I just became a mom. And I was like, no one come into my space. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, I don't know what happened, but... So, I was reading a book in preparation for this uh, episode. And this, it, like, opened up with this story of a lady who uh, went to a church that she had to travel an hour each way for. Mm. Um, so she was an older lady. She caught a bus an hour each way. Um, and then after church, she would, like, just stay around the church. Whether She would go to a restaurant and eat by herself, or she would go to a park mm-hmm. and just, like, sit. And after four years of doing this, she decided to leave. And it was on the last day that she was at the church that somebody invited her into their home for a meal oh my gosh but like here's all this time wasted that the people of her church could have been blessing her and allowing her to come and eat and enjoy fellowship with them or like just come and rest at their home while she waited for you know an evening service yeah so i really think what this boils down to is like you said like we don't want to be inconvenienced right we want to be super super protective of our time and Mm -hmm. guarded for our time because there there is a ton of other things we could be doing with that time. And I think it's, you know, especially if you're looking at like a Sunday in this situation, yeah. you're like, well, this is really the day that me and my family spend together. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, maybe. Yeah, I've heard that Or maybe you need to sacrifice this for the blessing of someone else. Um, <clears throat> I think especially in the days of the bible when it was written hospitality was like life or death like if yeah, you I there's mean, lots of stories in the bible yeah, where yeah. people had to invite someone in their home mm-hmm. or you would be killed or robbed yeah. or you wouldn't have water or food or mm-hmm. like it really was people being generous with their things was when they're only things death. yeah right <laughs> right so yeah. and now what we're talking about most people don't want to host just for the sake of time mm-hmm. and inconvenience right yeah, so something that I read, too, was that hospitality isn't a spiritual gift. Like, the closest gift is the gift of service. Mm-hmm. So some people, I think, use the excuse, like, well, hospitality isn't my spiritual gift. Mm-hmm. Um, when it's no one's spiritual gift. No. Like, I think um, no one can use that as an excuse to yeah. be like, well, I'm an introvert. It's not my spiritual gift. I yeah. don't have the time. I don't have fancy things. Like, none of those things are excuses. Like, you just I, you... made that. Like, <laughs> woman introvert, and like, maybe think about the enneagram. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're a generation of excuses. Yeah. To not do things mm-hmm. and to not do hard things. <laughs> yes. Because it's not within my enneagram number to do that. <laughs> Right. Right, right. Uh, let me turn to Romans 12. Romans 12, verses 6 through 8, talks about this. Uh, Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. If prophecy in proportion to our faith, if service in our serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, to the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, and the one who does act in, I'm sorry, the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. So whatever gifts that we have been given, we need to be using to bless other people. Mm. Um, I think especially when you look at Acts and the New Testament church, I mean, they were constantly in each other's homes, in each other's, like sharing each other's 
um, wealth. Yeah. You know, like sharing with one another what they had. So um, I think this is an area in which we as Christians have a huge opportunity to bless other people. Yeah. And we really are sleeping on this gift yeah. of hospitality. Yeah. So um, I think, you know, if there's... If there's someone that you don't feel comfortable letting into your home, then meet them out at a restaurant. Or Mm. um, if you are in a season where you have a bunch of small kids or they have a bunch of small kids, take them out to a park and bring a picnic lunch. (laughs) You know, like it doesn't have to be a really fancy thing. I think you can really take the pressure off. Or if you're like, like for me, I was just married and really didn't know how to cook anything. Mm. Like maybe learn a new recipe that's not super complicated. Um, I think there's a lot of ways that we can bless other people. Um, I'm going to read this verse in Hebrews 13. So this is Hebrews 13, 2. Uh, it says, Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. Mm. I think that still happens. Like, we just, mm-hmm. this is something that we're called to do, and largely we aren't doing it so that's is that why i remember being a child and it being like for some reason this was like such a relevant idea that angels were like among us Mm -hmm. and like when we like if we treated someone bad we might be treating an angel bad is that what that verse is talking about like, I just remember that yeah, being a thing. So. What is that show that my grandma used to watch? Oh, Touched by an Angel? Touched by yes, an it Angel. Was. <laughs> yeah, that's what it makes me think of. <laughs> she had, like, three channels. Yeah. I remember watching I remember that, that show. <laughs> um, so, for, like, me, um, one of the issues I've had... Well, not, it's, not that it's, like, a good issue. It's a selfish issue. Is, like, um, money having people over and cooking food like it it's money it costs mm-hmm. money and sure. you know we have talked about how some people with young children just don't have a lot of money mm-hmm. um but i came across something else the other day and where like they were talking about you don't need a lot of money to like host people like yeah you don't and it kind of boiled down to or at least in my head i started to think well i th- maybe it's not that I didn't have the money. Maybe it's just that I, I needed to show off in some way. Like, I didn't have enough money to make this really nice meal. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just didn't want to do it because yeah. I wanted to show this certain side of myself. When in reality, it's like, well, I could boil some noodles. Yeah. And There's we could have some sauce. sauce like, <laughs> that would be fine. Yeah. Um, but just having the desire to like impress, but that goes back to mm-hmm. like the entertainment thing when you're not entertaining hospitality is a service, right? Um, it's serving people. So, yep. um, just trying to change your mindset around that. Like, I just like, again, I've never thought about that, those things being different, mm-hmm. but they are, mm-hmm. I don't know. That is very true. Yeah. Um, like I said, you know, it doesn't have to be something fancy. It doesn't have to be something super costly to you as far as, like, you know, I'm going to have to go into debt in order to provide this meal yeah. for someone else. Like, that doesn't – you can you can serve with whatever you have. Yes. Like, 
the poor people i think about the people who had to eat my food when we were first married and i'm yeah. like those poor people i'm sure that it was not good you know what yeah, i mean but no that was the best that i could do at that time so <laughs> i've been to some pretty bad yeah dinners before sure but i'm really thankful right for the good um community yeah and, that came from it and whether it's fantastic or not like you know you can look at the people providing it for you and being like they have invited me into their home like that's a big deal like you said the home is someone's sanctuary and someone is trusting you enough and caring for you enough to invite you in there yeah um that's a big deal so i think we could really uh rosaria butterfield talks about she has a book called the gospel comes with a house key um Anyway, it's a good book that you can check out. It would be a good resource on this topic. But she came to know the Lord through the hospitality of uh, a pastor and his oh, wife. I know who you're talking about now. You yeah. said that name, and I was like, no, oh, yeah, I know who that is. Yeah. So she didn't just come to know the Lord; like, literally changed her whole life. Yeah, yeah. She was uh, at the University of Syracuse, I think. She was she a was very involved activist lesbian professor mm-hmm. yeah um, who was in like a, a long time had, had like a long-term relationship with yeah. a woman mm-hmm. and was invited into the home of a pastor and his wife and they shared dinner i think she said over the course of like two years two years mm-hmm. and because of his hospitality she was encouraged to read the bible and because of reading the bible she changed her whole life and now she's a married mother mm-hmm straight woman yeah like yeah that's yeah. pretty outstanding right example yeah. of what hospitality can do for someone yeah that's powerful for sure and like i said i mean there's a whole generation of people out there now who are so lonely and i mean it really is an epidemic especially coming out of 2020 and people were in their homes for who yeah. knows how long by themselves and uh, i think people are really hungry for genuine community and i think it's good too for us to get outside of our comfort zones and to welcome people that we may not jive with you know what i mean or they may not be in our um you know socioeconomic background or even the same ethnicity as us and we like that's a chance for us to show the love of one of the things that i fell in love with my husband um when I was in college, we had this, we had like a tight little Christian, it was a, we were part of our church, but we, all of us like loved to hang out with each other too. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of us lived with each other and yeah, it, we were just close in that way. And there was one um, guy in particular and he was just a little bit like socially awkward, didn't yeah. really fit in with the community. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we all loved him, but like he just wasn't fun to be around yeah he just was not like the i don't know he just had some issues sure um and we were all young and mm-hmm. just very into our own selves and what we wanted to do mm-hmm. i mean he was always invited to those dinners and stuff like that but i remember i'm gonna give him a fake name i'm gonna call him brad that's okay. way off from what his real name was yeah so no one can even try to guess <laughs> um but i remember jake Jake comes into this community like my senior year. So mm-hmm. I've been a part of this community for f- three plus years. And Jake comes into the community my senior year. And I remember one of the first things, like when I had like a dinner or something, and he was like, Are you going to invite Brad? I've, I've been wanting to like talk to him and see what, like, 
see if he wanted to hang out. And I was like, no one has ever wanted to hang out with Brad. <laughs> like, that was the You're nicest. Like, Brad who? <laughs> but he, my husband just, like, has a heart for, like, people who don't fit in. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. really sweet. But it's always been a very big challenge to me because, like, I don't want to feel uncomfortable ever. Sure. Um, yeah. Which is not okay. Mm-hmm. But I'm working on it. But yeah. I want to share this story. And it doesn't necessarily have a happy ending. But I want to, like, bounce it off of you. Okay. Let's see. So this is like an example of when Jake and I were very hospitable and it did not play out in a good way. Okay. Maybe it did. Yeah. But um, Jake has a really good friend that he grew up with. And he um, struggled with depression and anxiety a lot. Um, like considered suicide. He even would tell us sometimes about homicidal thoughts he had. Mm -hmm. And I had just had Fox and he kind of walked back into, and he would do this thing where he would would disappear and not talk to anyone for like sometimes over a year. Mm. And then he would emerge and like be there again. Mm -hmm. And I just had Fox, like Fox was probably five months old and he kind of appeared again. Sure. And he would come over at least once a week if not more than once a week and i would cook for him and i would like and we would hang out Mm -hmm. and then i would go to bed and like jake would stay up and like hang out with him and just spend time with him yeah and it became like this mission for us like to make sure that you know he doesn't fall back into that bad place and we did this for and i remember okay so we did this for a really long time until Fox was over a year. Like mm. he brought Fox like a Christmas present and mm. like a birthday present. Like he was very involved yeah. in our lives. We saw him every week and then he got a girlfriend and he literally just disappeared. Yeah. We haven't heard from him in like five years. Wow. Um, but I remember it made me very angry mm. and still, I still get angry about it sometimes. Cause I think like we sacrificed so much. Mm-hmm. Like, we had a baby, an infant, mm-hmm. our firstborn child, and we spent all this time, like, feeding you and taking care of you. We gave him, like, a laptop once yeah. to, like, help him with something he was, like, dreaming about. Mm-hmm. And, like, then he just leaves yeah. and doesn't talk to us anymore. I don't know. I'm just... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I'm bringing that up. But that was, like, a time where we were very hospitable yeah. and got burned. Mm. I don't... I think you have to look at it in this way. Being hospitable means that you are treating someone without the thought that they could ever pay you back. Yeah. So I mean, I didn't expect this, him to. I just wanted him to be a good friend to my husband. Yeah. So with this person, <laughs> you know, he disappeared. He may have burned you, but yeah. I do think you don't, you can't ever know what that hospitality meant for yeah. him. And even if it meant nothing for him, I think it was good for you guys to practice that. Because like you said, you yeah. had a baby. I mean, that was... A sacrifice for sure, but your sacrifice mm-hmm. is unto the Lord and not unto Him. Yeah. So, I think the Lord's gonna bless that, and you don't know He may already have blessed yeah, it. You maybe know? He has. Like He, you have no idea. And maybe He's doing he's, great. Maybe He's like yeah. having a really great life right now, right? Because of this, right? Maybe like he doesn't you seem, never know. From what I've heard, He's still with that girlfriend. Yeah. Five years later. Yeah. And like, so maybe they're happy. Right. And it may be that like, one day that hits him you know, what you guys did for him, what you did sacrifice for him, or it may never, but the Lord saw it and the Lord knows your intention and your heart and that you blessed this person who can't repay you. Yeah. 
so that's i mean it's hard that and that does happen yeah like, i just wanted to offer that happen. story because somebody might be listening to this yeah. thinking the same thing like mm-hmm. well when i'm hospitable yeah people don't thank me right um and they may not and they don't have to and that right that's not why <laughs> yeah that's not why we do this yeah um there's a command like an explicit command in first peter four verse nine it says show hospitality to one another without grumbling as each has received a gift use it to serve one wow. another as good stewards of god's varied grace wow so again i think this is one of those things that like in the american church we just don't do this and we don't do it well and like you said, we have all of our excuses. Um, you know, I'm an introvert. Sundays are for just my family. Or yeah. mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't have the time through the week to do this or, you know, whatever. Um, and I think there are seasons that it's understandable that you don't practice this on a regular basis. Yeah, for sure. But Like having um, a newborn. Yeah, or like <laughs> being pregnant and being very super tired ill yeah. you know mm-hmm. like that's understandable um but i do think this is something that we need to be practicing yeah with each other and with people that we don't know very well um, yeah so i'm not saying be unwise and bring somebody in you know that you don't feel safe with mm-hmm. but i think there are other options like i mentioned earlier you know going to a park going to a public place yeah going to a restaurant where you can have a meal with someone uh, and get to know them and this yeah. makes me think too like i think s- people put like a parameter on hospitality like if that's inviting people into your home but like we were talking about the other day um being at we were at a park and a mom came to the park and was like a, a stranger there mm-hmm. essentially and like yeah. how being hospitable is even just walking over to her to introduce yourself at that park mm-hmm. to just like open up a dialogue and because yeah. you're you're sharing a community with each other obviously yeah. she's here um i don't know i think yeah but my like i said my point is that hospitality doesn't just mean inviting people into your home but like do you have yeah. a hospitable spirit yeah are you a hospitable person yes yeah i think that's a really really good challenge too like we again we all have our different idiosyncrasies. We all have our different personalities, all of those things. Yep. But especially as someone who follows Christ, you need to be a hospitable person. Yeah. You need to be a warm person. Yeah. Um, I don't think that means that you can hide beneath, you know, whatever, wherever you are or are yeah. not comfortable. And, like, if you're not comfortable, like, for me, I was someone who was very, very shy mm-hmm. uh, growing up and even up until college. In, in, extremely shy yeah um and came off as very standoffish yeah because i was very shy (laughs) and so now like (laughs) it has been a huge like growing experience to first of all when i was in college and and having to make a whole new community but Mm -hmm. then after that like getting married and then Mm -hmm moving to an entirely new place and then not only that but then being a pastor's <laughs> wife again. Yeah, yeah and then and having to be someone who can talk to people and like easily converse with people yes and, um i don't know so that's been a, a huge growing experience but i yeah if we are christians and we are to be the hands and feet of christ in this world yes we i think we have to be hospitable people and warm mm-hmm. people oh yeah um you if know. people, if you, if our, if our entire mission mm-hmm. is to be disciples, yeah, 
how can we disciple people if they don't want to be around us? Like, yeah. if we make them uncomfortable or we make them feel like we don't like them sure. or we make them feel like they're annoying us, mm-hmm. like, how can we disciple in that way? How can yeah. how can we invite people into the body of Christ right. if we don't look like we're having a good time mm. or we're fun I, to be around? Good, that's a good word, too, because <laughs> if, if there are new people who are coming into your church, you better be speaking to them. Yeah. <clears throat> and that is, like... <laughs> That's, I don't know. I'm not, I was going to say, that's not necessarily a challenge for me. I'm not, like, a very shy person. Yeah. But sometimes it is more of just, like, this inconvenience, like, I have this to do and I have that to do and I need to make sure my kids are okay. And, like, sometimes it's just, everything's going to be okay. You can say hey for one second. Yeah. And let them know that you've noticed them. Right. Like, I think we all have the stories of walking into a church and literally no one makes eye contact with you. No one acknowledges that you even exist. Like, we all have those stories. And that's that's a horrible situation. And that's a horrible feeling. I hear that story all the time. Sure. Like, for people who even come to visit our church. Like, yeah, we visited this, this, and this. And no one ever talked to us. We went for a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. It's like, that's insane. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. insane that you can go to a church for a couple of weeks and no one says a and word no one to you. Says, yeah, and I think that's wrong. Like, no, it's again, very wrong. If you you need to be a hospitable person. Yes. And I don't know. I think there's a lot that could be said about that. But it makes me think. Um, I've been to churches before too that like had like, and it wasn't a greeter. Mm-hmm. So like we have greeters, but like this was like a designated hospitality person. They would like wear a tag. Okay. And I just now that I'm older, I think it's kind of stupid. I think it I think should that be lets everyone else off the hook. Exactly, that's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. I think it should have just been a general message from the pastor and to the church. So yeah. like, you should be welcoming any new face that you see coming to your church. Yeah, you should be saying um, hello. And now, as an also as an adult and as a mother. Like, I have a huge heart for, like, Mm -hmm. families. When I see families walk into our church that I've never seen before, I want to make sure that they know that I've noticed them because I have gone to a church and no one has said a word to me. And that just sucks. It does. It just really sucks. It's really not. Like, that's no fun to be, like, I'm obviously out of place. And no one, like, it makes you feel very insignificant for no one to acknowledge that you exist. Yes. Makes me very sad. Makes me very sad when I hear that that's been people's experience. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, I don't care what you look like or dress like or talk like or whatever. Yeah. You still need to be saying hello to people at your yes. church. Yeah, for sure. Ugh. Anyway. Anyway. Anywho. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to i think that hospitality is a i think it's a command for all of us but Mm -hmm. i think it's a specific command for women yeah um just because we are the makers of our home yeah um and now that i think back about i mean this can go back to our last episode about like obeying your husbands Mm -hmm. but like now that i think about the many times that jake has said he wanted to have people over i should have been like okay let's have people over yeah where i was like no i don't want to (laughs) i'm tired today um 
That was kind of stupid. Yeah. Well, I'm, yeah, I was there, too, like, for We've all sure. done that. With, like, again, when we first, I mean, if it could have been every night, it would have been every night for Ethan. Oh, Ethan. Bless where, him. Because he just, he loves that. He's he so extroverted. loves it. Yes, he loves having, yes, and he loves having people over. And, and he Simeon, gets it's funny. Simeon, like, asks me all the time, when are we having people over? When are we going to have dinner? every single time I see Simeon. He's like, when am I spending the night at your house? I know. I don't want him to. Yeah, but, but he's so, like, he's Ethan. And he's so extroverted. Well, Fox and Milo, every morning, they're like, is someone coming over today? Are we yeah. going to the park with someone yeah, today? And I'm like, yes. that doesn't happen, but, like, every once day. a week right. sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes not even at all. I know. But I don't, but it's so sweet it that is. they want to do that. Mm-hmm. And I want to steward that and i want to like or foster that in them Mm -hmm. that's a good spirit to have to love people um because it's like a huge phrase now and i've said it i am guilty of saying this like that i hate people like yeah that is uh oh you hear a crying baby i hear Lacey's wheels okay (laughs) i'm wondering (laughs) okay she said okay go ahead she said she's what oh she's okay um Anyway, uh, yeah, I want to foster that in my kids, the, that desire to be around other people. Yeah. Um, when, like you were saying, I think that is uh, so the the tone of the culture now is I hate people. Yes. I don't want to be around people. Yes. I, I only I like I just want pets. my cats. Yeah. <laughs> my cat's my best friend. And I'm just telling you, if you're saying that, I really think you need to rethink Christian community. For and sure. I think you also really need to push yourself to uh, be getting out of that. Like, I think that's something that you need to be growing out of. Well, this goes back to, like, letting secular culture mm-hmm. influence yeah. you too much. Like, that is very much a secular culture mindset. Like, yeah. I'd rather just stay home right. with my pets. Right. Because I think we all would rather do that. And this personally. also goes back to but. the whole letting mental illness rule rule over your life Mm -hmm. like i'm just too introverted i it gives me anxiety Mm, to do this like so yeah that's a good point (laughs) yeah like i mean me too right but like what's undeniable is what the bible says about Mm -hmm. these things yeah and that's the end yeah so (laughs) (laughs) i mean i I think that's something no i think you're i think you're exactly right like if it does give you anxiety give that to the lord and Mm. pray about it and still do it yeah man that's hard now that's coming from someone who struggles with that like yeah because you may have gross germy people in your house sure girl Every time. Like, it could happen, you People know? People come over but. to my house and they touch, they touch everything. And I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> but, like, but it's I good. think that's even a, a greater also, sacrifice to the Lord. Like, and also good for me. Yeah, it costs to, you something. Yeah. Yeah, to, to get over myself for a minute. Because living yeah. in my little bubble isn't helping me. 100%. Like, for, for someone who does, like, have anxiety or OCD or whatever, I don't know what you want to call it, like... How is it helping me to live in a bubble? Right. It's not. It will never... I will never get better. No. Stuck there. Right. And you gotta I don't there. live in a bubble. I mean, I'm literally so. never at my home, but like, right. I should probably invite people into my home to like break mm-hmm. free from that mm-hmm. um, That stuff. It's but, definitely yeah. putting, putting your own desires to death. Ooh. Put yeah. your desires to death. Mm. That would be a good t-shirt. That would be a good t-shirt. Put your de- own desires to death. To death. Could, it could be like a coffin that says desires 
Yeah, I was thinking like a skeleton's head on a stick. <laughs> I love it. I love that we're tracking, though. Yeah. I don't know where Eva gets her Wednesday vibes from. <laughs> Which would bring us to our next episode. Ooh, spooky stuff. Spooky stuff. I mean, we're at 44 minutes. Yeah. It's a little short, but I feel like we've kind of said it. I think, I think if we continue on at this point, we're just going to be beating yeah. a dead horse. Hospitality is so. pretty, pretty dope. Yeah. And it's there. Yeah, we know we need to do. You're committed to do it. And not only do it, but be a hospitable person as well. I'll throw this way for us. Stop touching that. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. Well, you can email us at onthewayoutpod at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at onthewayoutpod. And we're definitely, for sure, going to make more merch. I was thinking about yeah. it. I've been, I just need to discommit to it. Commit. I had some designs and just, yeah, just need to commit to it. We're going to do it and um, just look out for that. So if you're not following us on Instagram, please do that. And we will catch you next week where we talk about ghosts and spooky, spooky stuff. Ghosts. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye.